0: So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? <laughs> 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 fuck your
1: car. Right about it. Oh, Touch the flower, Is it moving? Like, no, nah, feel pretty locked up. Sounds like the fuck, dude. Oh, boy. You fucking fool. You
0: what's up guys welcome back to another week of moped money podcast uh we're here in the studio doing this thing where we talk about mopeds if you've never heard us before we talk about vintage mopeds and the community going on everywhere but primarily primarily in the in the u.s you know so yeah that's what we're up to that's what we're doing um based out of virginia richmond and yeah man things have been going good Buying pads, selling pads, doing stuff. I like haven't been in my garage super much lately. Been busy, but like, I went in the other day and I like looked at my bikes and I was like, ah, oh, like the bikes, they're still here. Everyone's doing well. And like, I put gas in my in my little uh, red derby and I rode it to work. And I was like, oh, that felt good, man. I like, rode to work and I was like, I got off work and I was like, I'm going for a rip. And I kind of just like busted a little loop around town like you know past the college you know once or twice and like came home and I was like all right cool that was good I felt I felt good I felt normal to get out and ride and clear my mind for a little bit and like barely made it home like running on fumes like you know you threw on a splash of gas because I'm like I'm only going a mile or so to work and I was like oh I'm gonna go on a ride and like never really looked at the gas and I'm really glad like I made it home because that would have been like the worst to have like a walk of shame after having, like, you know, a great little ride. (laughs) But, this is uh, episode 199. So, we're closing it on 200. I do have a bunch of stuff happening next week, so don't blow it and miss next week's episode because you might want to be on it and hear what's going on. Like, it should be cool. I'm not going to spoil the surprise. you got to wait a week and hear next week's episode. But, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. It's going to be it's going to be good for for multiple people and I'm and I'm not building a, t- a crazy Tomos motor that I have to like build and ship or whatever like n- nothing like that again. That was that was too much last year. Episode 100 too much. Not doing that again, but but this one'll be cool. Uh yeah. So that's the thing. We're going down. We got Alex on the podcast already. Say what's up, dude. <laughs>
1: Uh man, not a lot Like, I'm doing, I'm doing great Like, how are you feeling, man?
0: I'm good, bro Like, I don't know, life's going good Like, we kind of had a little chat before we got started on the podcast And just like, we're both kind of like in that same boat right now Like, you know, life, like wife, life, wife, kids Like, new, like new kids, houses Like, we're adulting right now, super hard Yeah,
1: we're, we're adulting real hard, man Like, we, we we got houses, we got kids. We're trying to figure out how to make like the lifestyle that we had a couple of years ago. Like basically like the pandemic just shifted everything. And like, we like start focusing on this home life and all of a sudden like this home life is something that like all of a sudden we have to balance with this life that we used to have. Oh, and um it's 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 tricky and like I I feel like um there are a lot of people in our scene that are uh in the middle of this game right now and we're all sitting here going like, "Will, how'd you do it?"
0: <laughs> Dude, that I'm not going to lie like for real, like the I guess like people talk about generate like the generations of like mopeds or whatever, like the waves and like i don't know we're like i'd say we're like generation two you know there was like yeah we're like definitely in that second wave of mopeders like you know like it's every 10 years like breaking down by tens you know like ma like simon and all those people dan like those those guys are old but like you know and now now our group is coming along yeah i i i see
1: you know like like our generation, like, we were people that started getting really into it and what, like, like the, 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 like, heyday of Wizbiz, you know, like 2011, 2012. Like, you to know our first rally when there were only like five rallies a year. And like, like, I don't know about you, but like, my first rally, uh, was, uh, was a whiskey business rally. I didn't even know I had to register. (laughs) But so like, I just like went and, uh, I broke down on, this is the only time I've ever had to be chased. And I'm very proud of that. Mm. Um, I've, well, okay. So i I've been, I've been chased a couple of times, but like at a rally, um, this is the only time I've been chased and not been able to fix my bike in chase and get out of chase and rejoin the ride. I've done, at, I've done that. I've done that a few times.
0: There's nothing better than a revival, like getting out of it's, chase.
1: It's like, but it's, I don't want to. I don't want to call it a revival because a, a man, respawn. those bikes <laughs> suck. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like the 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 respawn is 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 honestly that's almost better. To, to break down in a rally and get on chase and then get off chase and be like, see you suckers later.
0: Yeah. If you do break down, you want to break down early.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, everybody knows that like you know, chase is always a good time. I've known people to um, like same breaking down just because <laughs> like they're like, Dog, do you see who's driving Chase? Like, that's going to be a fucking act. Like, let's do it.
0: Yeah, they're just like, uh, how, how long is this ride? A hundred miles? And they're just not about that <laughs> life. They're just like, ooh, a death march back, like, from, from this bridge? I'm good. Like, I think I'm just going to get in a Chase. Like, volunteer to get in Chase.
1: But also, you know, like, you know, looking back at, like, where I started in mopeds like i also see like things that used to happen a ton where like nowadays like the the the, like real like distance stuff is you know pinball Mm -hmm. um which you know there's like there are rules and like teams and teams have chases and you're going cross-country but like dude when like when i was getting into it like you had bomb bourbon And Bob Bob Bourbon was it. And you had, you know, 150 miles and there was no chase. And it's just you and a bunch of dudes with mopeds trying to figure out, like, what tools they should take with them. And, like, have you broke down like you know you get two three people to stop with you and like if you were lucky you'd fix it and if you were unlucky you know exactly what you needed to do to fix it but nobody had a <laughs> 11 and a half millimeter metric wrench you know like something stupid specific um that's,
0: that's when you take the 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 t- you take the uh you're like taking on a 12 and you're putting a stick in there you're like all right tw- yeah. 12 plus 12 plus stick equals 10
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and but then but then you realize that like you're you're somehow in the middle of the woods but there are no sticks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh and,
1: and like, you know, you got that same shit with uh the the Savannah ride that the swoops have always been running, you know. Um and I'm sure you're more familiar with that because of like proximity. Yeah. Uh but like, you know, the Savannah ride has always been uh, the same idea. And then like, you know, you go West and, uh, you know, there's the, the famous, uh, fucking ride up the, uh, uh, the Rocky mountain pass where like, the bikes die just because like the elevation change on the Rocky mountain pass is like 7,000 feet. And uh, you know, you get up that high and like, it's a very, very difficult thing to tune for. And like, I personally never did that ride, but like my understanding is like, all the people that were the most successful with it had like those those like 60s suzuki style choke levers where they could uh you know like like quarter choke the bike for like miles at a time like just set and forget and then it's like slowly edge their choke up or down based on their elevation but like yeah man uh those were the days that that we were raised in. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was the, it was the days of like, Oh dude, V1s are this shit. You got a Plini on it or you don't have a Plini. Oh, you're, you're why don't Chicago? you have a, why don't, why don't you have a kit?
0: <laughs> like, how are you from Chicago and you don't have a V1? What do you mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, dude, I, I like, I, I, like, I'm, I'm, Like a lot of people know me as being, you know, a a Vespa, which uh, I I am. I'm actually, uh, you know, I've been living a child life and I've I've sold off a lot of bikes that I've really loved. And uh, I'm back down to uh, nothing but Vespas and uh, a lot of parts for other engines that I don't know how to get rid of. (laughs) And (laughs) Like
0: if I was to describe you, I would definitely be like, yeah, you know, the, the pretty boy with the Vespa.
1: Hey, you know what? I I'll, I'll take pretty boy as the best one. Like that's uh, that's uh, presumptuous in all the right ways. You know, um, dude. So
0: before we get too deep, dude. Like, so for everyone who doesn't know, when I'm like, oh, Alex, like tell everyone like who you are, like your first and last name, and like and like where you're from. All right,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, the, club, so, um, and the club you um, rep. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so um, I'm Alex Petro. Um, I have been in the scene for what? 11 years now. Um, I was, uh, the captain of MCR for six years. Um, and I, uh, I stepped down recently so that I can, you know, make sure that I can focus as much as possible on, uh, my, my newfound family life. Um, uh, our club is still super, super active and I'm still pretty damn active in the club as well. But, uh, you know, like I had to make sure that everybody knew where my priority at. So, um, I, I stepped down. I have, uh, been pretty terrible about being active on MA as of late.
2: <laughs>
1: um, and, uh, honestly, I feel like a lot of people have been, um, especially, especially people in like the wave that, you know, me and me and Biggie are in. Uh, a lot of us are just fucking terrible about, uh, being on MA. Uh, but I don't know, maybe that's all going to shift, uh, in summer 2023 when the rallies come back to smack us in the faces oh, yeah. and, there's going to be all of these people where we're like, are you old enough to drink? And <laughs> and they're all, they're all going to pop out of the books with um 90 mile an hour solos. And we're going to be like, yeah, like our generation's dead.
0: <laughs> Dude, like as long as they don't all show up on e-bikes, I'm happy. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> So e-bikes have actually really been taking off um, inside of, of our club and, um, there's nobody in our club that does not have, um, you know, a traditional, you know, two stroke moped. Mm-hmm. Um, but like e-bikes have really been taking off. As, if for nothing else, it's like, a, you know, uh, that can be like my daily commuter or like, that can be like reliable. that. Yeah. Like that, that can be that bike that I can ride because, like, I've been tuning this bike for a week and it's still fucking shitty. Yeah. You know? Um, I personally do not have any e bikes. Um, I I've, don't. I've also but been I a, would. a terrible. Yeah, like, I wouldn't have any problems with it, but, uh, like, man, like, they're, they're expensive. They are, You know, like, like, like I was, I was, I was raised in the moped climate of like, yeah, uh, buy a moped and a basket for $40. And like, <laughs> I, I, I guess like I am spoiled because like the most expensive bike I have ever purchased, I paid $150 for. Damn. And, like, obviously, that link not consider like, parts and time and things like that, but, like, dude, nowadays, like, the, the stuff that I would have paid, like, 75 bucks for, like, I see going on Craigslist and Marketplace and stuff for, like, $800. Yeah. And I'm, like, so, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I've sold a lot of bikes in the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, e bikes, like, I don't, I, th- like, I think that a lot of people, will, like, get rifled up over them. But, um, I don't think they're the worst thing. no, know? Know.
0: It gets people riding, um, you get that same feel. Like,
1: they, they get you riding, um, a lot of them have, like, a very, very strong moped aesthetic, you know? And, like, um, there's there's a there's three people that have onyxes mm-hmm. in MCR, and I mean when it, so Steve and Justin um, they they got theirs at the same time and they were the first person with the first people with uh, e-bikes and um, I was like well let, let me ride one of them silent ninjas you know and. I, I hopped on one, and, you know, I guess there's, like, different modes and stuff, and, mm-hmm. like, they put it in, like, the, the sport, like, you sport know, mode. sport, sport ball, yeah, um, and so, like, uh, they let me kick that soccer ball down the street, and, like, dude, that soccer ball, I was like, ooh, I feel like I'm going pretty fast, like, I should slow down, and I was thinking, like, I was going, like, 50, and I looked down, and I was going, like, 68, yeah, um, and so, like, uh, there's like a lot of qualms with people with like frame, frame geometry and stuff, but like all said and done, like, I was going damn near 70, and like, I had like the same shakes that most mopeds get when they're going like 35. So, um, after all is said and done, are they worth like five, six grand? I don't know. Uh, are they cool? Yeah, Yeah. totally. 100%. 100%. Uh, And, you know, like, we're, like, a really... Like, it's fucked up, right? Because, like, everybody in mopeds is, is, like, super, super fucking hard left for the most point, right? Like, we're all... We're all a bunch of just, like, fucking super super progressive punks right but like then we're like yeah like we've had two strokes yeah <laughs> um and so like i feel like like anybody that's gonna argue against electric bikes in our community um is just gonna be like a huge hypocrite so like i'm not gonna do that
0: yeah like they, they have a, they have a place like for sure and i would they, like to, they have a place you know i we'd you know they're welcome to any ride. Like I've gone to rallies and seen Onyx and stuff there, and you're like, "Oh, sick! You're you're here. Cool ride, rip it." But like, yeah, it it could also be like a, a gateway for someone getting getting into mopeds. If like they don't have other people to ride e bikes with, but we can convince them to ride with us at moped rides, and then they're like, cool, well, maybe I'll get one of these moped things too." It's like, yeah, like, yeah. And, for, like, and for also, for sure.
1: I mean, like anything that gets somebody, somebody on two wheels, yeah like um I'm all about you know because that's like there aren't many things that give me that high order level of zen as just you know being on two wheels yeah
0: and there's something said to be said too about like if you're willing to spend 5 6 grand on an e-bike like spending 500 bucks on a moped and like a 1000 bucks on go fast parts like shouldn't really be like a, a bat of an eye for you, you know. You're like, oh man, like this is what you Yeah, cheaper. totally.
1: And like, then, <laughs> you know, you look at you look at like, you know, if as long as you're not talking about like you know, pretty work, yeah. you know, body and you know, powder coating and shit like that. Because, like, plenty of people got ugly ass bikes, myself included, that you know. Started out pretty, but they were just rattle canned and, you know, you, then you'd ride them and you spill gas all over them and the carburetor right just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they didn't start off that way, but, you know, they still work. So, like, why are you going to take it apart and fix it? Um, I mean, I have built so many bikes for like 300 bucks that, you know, do 60, 65 um and you know a lot of that is that I'm sitting on a a small wealth of inventory of parts yeah you already um, you already have as a start far of like go fast shit <laughs> as far as like well not even go fast shit but just like shit that is functional yeah that that like i, I can be like oh man like this gearbox is crunching and I can swap it out for when it's working. And maybe if I'm lucky, I have one with a decent, decent ratio lying around you, know? Mm. Um, and you know, I have variators and I have weights and stuff like that. And I even mean, like crazy expensive stuff. Like like I, I have a lot of bestest stuff in my garage and, um, you know, I have, I have a couple variators. And I have a ton of weights and I have a ton of springs and like, I know. All right. So anybody who's just getting into Vespas, I would really like to clarify that U S clutches, the ones that are stock are the best clutches. You want to use them. You can put GY spirit, GY six springs in them. But when You take it apart. You're going to look at that GO6 spring. You're like, there's no fucking way that's going to fit. (laughs) And that's when you take your Dremel out and you make it fit. And in the process, you get the light in your clutch shoes too. But it will work. And it will make your bike so, so much better. And it's one of the biggest, biggest things when people talk about, like, oh, yeah, throw $3,000 at a Vespa and it will... It'll go really, really fast, but it still won't break forty. Like your clutch,
0: the cheat code, uh,
1: right here, dude. Unlock that's that's a cheat code, and I, I am I am sharing that um, because you know there have been a a handful, the uh, three or four people that were like invested on the same level that I have been on. And, um, so Derek, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, originally from Sioux Falls, uh, then to, uh, Kentucky, uh, helped start KFC and then went up to, uh, Grand Rapids and he is retired now. I have not spoken to him recently. He's a wonderful dude. Um, and the two of us like back and forth learned, uh, a ton off of each other. Um, and then, uh, likewise, uh, Tyler Augustine, uh, out of, uh, Minnesota with, uh, the cats rollers, I haven't talked to a lot of people that I really, really love because life has, um, been busy enough to distract me, um, from the people that aren't immediate to me. Um, but like very very knowledgeable dudes. But like, I don't know if either of them are still mopeding. Um, I hope they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figure this is a primo time to share Vespa secrets. Yeah, dude. Because that. um, like three hundred bucks, so you can make a sixty-five dollar or sixty-five mile an hour Vespa, and everybody shames Vespas because. Uh, they just they just don't know how fucking cool they are. Like, well, I
0: know the dark you, side. You know, is Thomas has that Simonini, so it's like cool. I know he's got the the baller motor with all the fucking fancy parts, and it, it kills. It's a it's a crazy fast bike, you know. Vespa yeah, Cobra frame, um,
1: but I've never, I uh, I've never built. One I had a Simonini motor, and um, I ended up flipping it because i was able to build a uh, much faster motor on uh, speed cases. so what's what, what would be like
0: your best your go-to vespa setup
1: um so i mean it, it, it depends on the like the budget we're talking about um first of all variated all the way um i really love a single speed vespa setup my one of my favorite bikes that i've ever built um that is now owned by, uh, Joe Gagliano, uh, one of my club mates, um, was a Chow that I put a, uh, a TX 250 front end on. And, uh, so you're, you're talking like 19 inch wheel with like giant dirt bike forks, um, and like some, uh, some like low rise, like crossbars on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Like, you know, maybe like a, like two and a half, three inch rise, something like that. Um, And then I like a scenic crank Melosi kit and um, a Pelini top one, which I feel like is the most slept on pipe in the Vespa game. Uh, It's fabulous. Like if, if you're into circuit pipes, like this is basically a unwound circuit pipe that uh, hits lower and last longer than a Proma, and it's like 10 bucks more if you buy it on treats or whatever. Like, it's it's a phenomenal pipe. And so I had that set up single speed um, with um, what I think is now extinct, but I had the, uh, the crazy Dutch Fred clutch, um, where instead of it just being um, two pulleys, uh, the pulleys both had cogs. And you had a, um, you had a cog belt, uh, and that cut a lot of the slip down. Uh, and so for a, for a single speed, it, it felt awesome. Like, you know, you ever, uh, you ever build a matchy and you're like, wow, this, uh, this matchy hits like, it's a little different. And it was kind of like that.
2: Yeah.
1: um, but I mean, as far as like, if I was just going to do like a go-to setup or like I'm on a budget and I, I want like a very reliable 50 miles an hour. Um, all right. So hands down, um, treats should basically always be sold out of the Polini race kit. Um, <laughs> it has, it has the best port timing on um, it has like, like a 70% of the bore on the exhaust, which is like on a moped, like on dirt bikes, like that's not, that's nothing. Um, like dirt bikes will get like 85% of the bore on the exhaust at bottom dead center. Uh, but on mopeds, like 70%, that's fucking amazing. Uh, like, I don't know any other kit that's like that. Um, and a lot of it is the, the W exhaust, like the 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 forty three millimeter like don't have to bore your cases Pelini kit has um has better port mass going on than like the the fucking depths kit new or old. Mm-hmm. Um they're they're amazing. Um I've hit fourteen thousand RPMs on that. So uh and those kits go for like hundred and seventy bucks a year. So, so you uh, the, the forty
0: three mil with a sixty four CC kit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh and you don't have to bore. You can use your stock cases and um the a minimal amount of matching. Most of it is just for those two boost ports on top. And so uh, I yeah, I would use that and um, a Mazzacelli crank because um, you know you can cut your stock crank to great results, but you know you're still going to be stuck with the brass bushing,
2: um,
1: which is not the most reliable thing in the world. Um, so that um, and that crank, and then uh, pair it with a Calabrata pipe, um, and then after that into uh your drivetrain in which case like i said you know you want to you want to get those those springs into your clutch and you want to whip that dremel out to make that work you put a Polini variator on it and uh and weigh it down at like 3.9 and run like all six in there and then uh stock cases with a 13 SHA and you bore out the cases, and then you kind of poured out the inlet, you know, you, like there's there's space to grow in there um, without breaking any seals. And uh, assuming you have absolutely nothing other than, you know, the bites you know, you're looking at like, if you buy everything brand fucking new, 500 bucks, and uh, you can make an incredibly reliable, uh, fast, all through the band bike for, you know, 550 bucks, Yeah. Um, and, and a ton of fun to ride. Um, so like, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've messed with basically any bikes other than Vespa's. Like the last bike that wasn't a Vespa that I built was a, uh, a patient super sport that I rebuilt from the ground up. And I was like, I like the coolest, like those seven star Grimeccas, like that. You never ever see except for on socks. But like I had, I had the ones where the, the drive chains on the proper side for most Italian bikes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, you know, I built that up with a Gila kit and I poured the hell out of it. And it was a lot of fun and stuff. And I ended up selling it right before the, or I guess, right after the pandemic hit because, you know, everybody was, a lot of people in the scene, I feel like, are in the service industry. And so I feel like a lot of people um, really depended on that boost from unemployment. Yeah, when the pandemic first hit, and um, it took me like seven months before I got any of that. So I was just I was selling and selling and selling, like not just mopeds, like anything auxiliary that I had, you know. And um,
0: I feel that. I ended
1: up selling that. I ended up selling that bike, and uh, I still kind of get bummed about it because it was a lot of fun. But like selling that bike brought me back down to to so your vessel, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, it never left, True, but, but Focus, that was like focused. the <laughs> one bike that I had left. And then, you know, I got, I've, I've had a lot of Hobbit parts for a long time, but you know, like, I, I hate to tell you because like, I know that, you know, you're a Hobbit guy. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you like Hobbit so much just because they're so easy to affix so many racks to Cause I know you're into that too.
2: <laughs>
1: rack bike life. But, Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Rack life. Like, like also, um, I can't argue with that because racks are very, very useful. Um, even if they're not being used, like worst case scenario, they're, they're protecting your paint, you know? Mm. um, but, uh, I, yeah, I mean, Meg's got a Hobbit, and uh, we work on it, and, like, I, I forgot that, like, Hobbits just, like, honestly, like, if I could tell anybody to, if they're just going to get one moped, to just have a moped, I would tell them to get a Hobbit and a friend that knows how to help them with it. The
0: Hobbits are little, little cheater bikes, dude.
1: They're, they're, they're fucking cheaters. Like, their Hobbits are Bravo clones. <laughs> like like pin to pin a hobbit is a bravo clone straight up to the the weird, like I'm going to mount my gas tank under the frame, (laughs) you know? Um, but like, uh, you know, a Vespa with a stock kit sucks. You know, that stock top end is, uh, 30% closed on the exhaust at Mm -hmm. bottom dead center. Which is one of the reasons that stock at the top end sucks so bad. And also one of the reasons that if you want to do a cheapo build, you get yourself a kinetic top end because that restriction does not exist. Um, hobbits I mean you put a you put a promo on a hobbit and you rejet it and you got forty five miles an hour. That's it. Yeah. You know, if you have a hobbit And it runs. You can sink one hundred and ten dollars in it, and you're keeping up with the big boys.
0: Yeah, it's good for like any rally. Though like, like I want to, dude. I want to get Peter from Ghost Riders on the podcast so bad, but like his buddy Hobbit Formula from back in the day is like still like solid, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Put on a pipe.
1: Been going for like fifteen years.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Put on a pipe. Run a run a PA fifty two cylinder. Like you can port it a little bit if you want to, and like your bike's doing forties. Like, yeah, with, I mean with nothing.
1: Was, like it's funny. So like, I I walked out of the house to get out of the distraction of all the cleaning I was talking to you about before. Like you started recording the podcast, yeah. and um, now I'm like staring at my bikes and um, my my Bravo that a lot of people have known me to be on because that was like that was always like that was that was the one for me mm-hmm. um I, bu- I built another Bravo and then the new one for me and this one just is staring at me being like yo bro you're gonna have the time to fix me soon <laughs> because you're a little jealous. But, but, like, but like that build that I just walked through like 10 minutes ago mm-hmm. that build got me 9,000 miles on that bike damn uh, That's a
2: lot but you
1: know yeah it, it's a it's a ton of miles and it's awesome but also um i feel like a lot of people feel like their ability to run um a higher gas to oil ratio they feel like it's like a bragging right which is weird and kind of unhealthy you know <laughs> um like when i started in mopeds like like it was all you know like the best thing people could get with lucas and they'd run 50 to 1 and that was like crazy uh, because you know like all of the manufacturers were saying like run 30 to 1 motor oil um and then like you know a few years ago i'm getting old so a few years ago it's you know, like six or seven years ago, um, but Z- people started being like, yeah, you know, run, run dominator a hundred to one. and stuff." like, um, I feel like maybe those limits are getting pushed a little hard. Um, and maybe, I don't, maybe I just tuned my bike. So a, a little rich on purpose so that like, I don't have to worry about, such scenarios especially since like all of my bikes have temperature gauges right but like always all of to the foul. temperature gauges are broken
0: <laughs> but it's cheaper to like change a plug than it has change cylinder
1: oh yeah 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 totally uh and it's and it's, it's also like not that bad to like take your pipe off and throw it in a pit and like cook all the shit out of it just like we used to do you know, um, why
0: is my bike keep getting like, slower? Oh, you you have carbon buildup for the last uh, five years.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, my exhaust pipe's a straw now, not a chamber. You know, <laughs> um, but like, um, I got it. I got a ton of time on that bike, and like, I mean, you've ridden with me on that on that ratty ass Bravo. Like, I wasn't exactly kind to it. you know i i i kind of kind of wrote it like an asshole and um especially in rallies like i'd i'd sit there and you know i'd be like oh yeah you know i'm part of the community i'm gonna help like this isn't my rally but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna help out blocking because why would you not because yeah. blocking like the best thing that you can ever do to have fun in a rally, because that guarantees that you get to stop for like 15 seconds and, and then it gives you yeah. an excuse to, to, to zoom as fast as you can, <laughs> um, without being a dick about it, you know? Yeah. So like, of course you're, you know, if you can handle it with whatever you're there with, of course you're in block, you know? Um, and like, I, I, I like the bike went, 65 all the time and that bike has acted like a total jerk because a total jerk was riding it
2: yeah.
1: uh the whole time and like yeah i got seven thousand miles on that top end before it finally ceased and now it's like staring at me being like hey man like my hair didn't turn red can you pay attention to me
0: yeah. I'm not the redheaded stuff. So I, I'm,
1: I, I'm like I'm like a i am like i am like I got time for one bike kind of guy right now. Yeah.
0: At least they're all like the same brand. Like a lot of us fall down that like that pit of like wanting all the different bikes and the makes and the models. You see all these different things and it's like a new shiny toy to me. And like I want I want one of each, you know. Oh I want I want a pook. Oh I want that Vespa. Oh, I want this. I want that. And then you fall to that like game of like dividing your 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 cash flow. Like your if your bank rolls to like keep your bikes running well, and just, so big. Like
1: resources, man. Like I'm like I'm sitting in my garage and like I have not had time to build a bike for in a long time. whereas where like normally like I build two or three bikes a year. Um but like, you know, family life, it it, it kind of it takes over. And I have I haven't been able to figure out a way to divide my time where I just be mm. like yeah, I'm going to go to the garage for two days. You know, it just doesn't really work anymore. (laughs) I don't figure out how to get two hours Um, yet. (laughs) And, like, I'm, like, I'm I'm in my garage right now just, you know, to keep things quiet in the house while I'm talking. And, like, I'm looking at my shelf and I'm, like, oh, yeah. Like, I have, like, two fucking water-cooled kits that have never been used just, like, staring at me. And I'm, like, where do I want to put them on? And I'm, like, I don't know, something one day like i'm not even like like, i'm just like yeah like i have i have one like meg has got one bike that's running that's actually her only bike and she's had it for you know like four years now Mm -hmm. and it's just it's a hobbit so it's just it works and um and then like right now i just Ever since uh, the Bravo that you are familiar with, you mm-hmm. uh, like ever since that teased, and like I put the same kit on it, but like still don't want to work. Um, I I have a different Bravo that I built in uh, during lockdown, and like that's that's been like my daily, and it's been incredibly reliable for two years, and I haven't had time to build anything else. So like I'm just running that dude, which is frankly a monster and i hope it never dies because i don't know that i'll ever build a bike as awesome as that
0: can. <laughs> yeah hard hard to do sometimes
1: i definitely well, yeah the i same mean you ever, and like you, you
0: know have one be faster than the other and you're like this is the exact same bike i don't know why one's faster
1: well it's it well it's not the same bike um and it's weird because like they're the they're the same frame, but like the stance is very different because like I'm all about like Frankenstein shit and stuff. And I'm really proud of like, you know, some of the weird stuff I did on that frame. You know, like it's got an independent seat suspension that I made myself and it's like all sorts of, all sorts of weird stuff as far as the frame is concerned. But, um, I, I just, I don't know that that bike goes like 68. And, um, even if I can build something faster, I don't really, I don't really see the need for it. You know, I, I, yeah see, Here's, here's where my moped age shows. I was like, uh, I'll get a motorcycle. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we all know too, that like 55 and up puts you in like the top, I don't know, 10% at any rally, like
1: it, it, easy. As, as far as I'm concerned, man, like. If you can cruise at, like, 45, if, like, if you can stay at 45, like, your entire gas tank and not have to worry about anything, like, am I pushing it too hard, anything like that, like, if you just stay 45, like, the whole time, you have, like, the perfect bike. Yeah. Keep you on, know? Like, traffic. it's cool to have, like, that extra speed. In the pocket, but like also, like it's really rare that you're ever going to use it, and when you do use it, you're probably being stupid anyway.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, so like if you just if you can build a bike that can go 45 and can go 45 forever, and it's reliable, like that's the perfect bike, and I don't care what the bike is. Like it can be a like I mean I'm going to look at Chow. I'd um, be like, damn, that's a, good, that's a good looking bike. You know, so that, like, I love them. But, like, you know, it can be a Vespa. It can be a, a pook, It can be a Minarelli. It can be a Marini. It's, it, like, whatever you can build. Like, if if you figure out a way to make a moped piece, these crazy little machines that we love from, like, shit, almost 50 years ago now. Yeah, dude,
0: they're getting older.
1: They're never yeah, gonna get they're getting, younger. They're, they're not getting any younger. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I mean, unless somebody fucking buys Tomos out for the the tenth time, uh, yeah, they're not getting younger, and they keep getting older. They keep getting. I mean, thankfully, it's it's easy to source parts. But like we're starting to get to a point where like it's hard to find things like frames. Yeah, subframes.
0: Like seeing like all these mopeds for so long too, and like. I don't know like I'm you're seeing all these new e-bike companies pop up and you're like I wish I would see like another moped company come up out of nowhere you know like oh
1: here's, here's, here's what I have to say man um, if uh, 20 years from now mopeds are still a thing you know what I think is going to be the most sought after thing in the entire community mm, what it, take a guess
0: Twenty years from now, the most sought after.
1: Like consider everything stays the way that it's going right now and has been going. You know, you have a lot of companies uh, yeah, putting out a lot of performance parts. Vespa's and things been like on the, that.
0: Vespa's definitely been on the come up the last couple of years with like GP racing and all that stuff. Like hobbits have been, but you can put,
1: come up for it, a while. I mean. If, if you're handy, you can put any engine on anything, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the most sought-after thing in mopeds 20 years from now is going to be a... I'm going get a shit on for this. It's going to be a maxi frame. Mm. Just a maxi frame, right? Um, and my reasoning behind that is that maxi's are the single most popular uh, press steel frame in mopeds uh, but press steel press steel frames are also the most likely thing to get inhibited by by corrosion by any number of environmental factors. I mean, they're the easiest thing to dent. Like I mean how many tube frames you see dented, you know? Um but also like the maxi is like the OG iconic image of a moped. Uh and so like I have owned a few pooks but I, I have honestly I've never owned a maxi. Really? No, I've never owned a maxi. And um I I think that uh I think that as time goes on and um, time keeps pumping on these, these old-ass machines that we all love, I think, I think like a pristine maxi frame is going to be like the ultimate collector's item. Yeah.
0: And I feel like the, the rare bikes, the bikes that we consider rare now, probably just won't be here at all, like super like them. Like, you know, name the last time you saw Laguna, like in person, you know, like it's been years since I've seen a white Cobra in real life, you know, and yeah, and there's, and there's two in my city and I, and I haven't seen them in like years, you know, like there's,
1: <laughs> um, there's somebody that lives within, within blocks of me, um, that has a Laguna and I have no idea who they are Damn. and neither does anybody that I know that lies right around here. Mm. um it's just like this person that has a laguna that's like bone stock and pristine and like has nothing to do with like you know what we consider to be the moped community yeah um
0: like all those rare bikes are gonna fade away and they're and then we'll probably be only left with like the maxis and the tube frames and like the stuff that you know everyone has like tomos will be still around you know
1: yeah yeah um and like I like those two friends are the last forever, you know. Um. So I guess. Yeah, I Wait. think I think that's it, that's going to be the thing. Um. I
0: still have my Cobra, and every time I think about like selling it, because I'm like, uh, oh, you know, there's 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 money in the Cobra. Like whenever I think about my mopeds, is like as like a savings account. I'm like, yeah, this is my moped savings account. Like, I'm like always like, yeah, hey, there's money in the Cobra. I could always get rid of it. But then I'm like, dude, if I got rid of my Cobra, how long would it be before I could find another one? Probably never. Without having to like really cough off the money, you know?
1: Yeah. I, um, so I mean, I guess if there is one question I wanted to ask you on this podcast, like, what's like the the best stock bike that you've ever owned? Like, something that you, like you had and you you know you put like almost nothing on it and it was just like this amazing thing.
0: I had a black stock hobbit and all I put on it was a pipe and I ported the stock cylinder and like that was it and it and it ran in the 40s and it ran reliably like all the time. And mm-hmm. it, and it had a basket on the side so <laughs> so you know you could put stuff in the rock basket. Light, and that's probably one of the, that's probably one of the bikes I regret selling the most. Cause I sold it just cause I was like, cause I had too many bikes and I was like, Oh, I'm not riding this one enough. Like it's just sitting in the yard. Like, you know, I could make money off of it here. And I sold it cause I bought, Oh yeah. The, the, the chime on it was that I bought the bike for $200, like four miles from my house. So I didn't have to travel to go get it. Cause I've traveled across state lines to buy bikes before, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I found this bike in town, like a couple of miles from where I lived for 200 bucks and a guy kept it garage cleaned inside. And literally he just had it wired wrong. Like I go wired it and it fired up and I put a pipe on it and it ran in the forties and it was like minty, like perfect. Like there was nothing wrong with it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I would say, and, and like, I say this at great risk. Cause like, I always like have a pipe dream of finding another one, but like I've never seen another one, but, um, and this sounds like a weird thing to say, but um, a kinetic magnum. So like everybody knows kinetics from like the TFRs, mm-hmm.
0: but the kinetic magnum is black. It's got that long seat. Super um, Mine plush. was red. Oh yeah, mine red was red.
1: Red? red. Dang. Yeah, um, mine actually was serial number four. Whoa. Um, and it, it you know, it got ran over by a car, which damn tanked There's- the whole bike. But like, um, there. So for people who are unfamiliar, like people typically look at kinetics as like the best scavenger bike, like, because you can get all sorts of shit to upgrade your Vespa off of, uh, a, a a kinetic because, you know, they have superior wheels, superior brakes. Um, the, the motors themselves are superior just because of like the lack of restrictions in them. Um, but then like the frames themselves are, are made out of, garbage, which has given them a lot of, you know, they their they're like kind of like trash mm-hmm. outlook. Um, the Magnums were like the, the upscale bikes. And I, I, they're I don't know how rare they were, but I, like, I have personally ever seen two and not uh, mine was the only one I've ever seen even in person. Yeah. Um, and Mine, uh, was like absolutely meant, like I said, it was serial number four. It was red. They had that big plush sheet. Um, I, the forks on them, like I, they're, they're awesome. Like, uh, they're progressive telescopic forks. So like as, as good as it gets before they're hydraulic and, um, they have what is basically best compared to, like, a, a Moby, like, cashew pipe on them instead of, like, a regular Vespa pipe. Um, and so they have, like, a big-ass header that's, like, kind of restricted, but, like, you can drill out those restrictions. And so I had this bike that I literally put a, a drill bit and a contra spring into, and other than that, it was bone stock, and it, it was just, like, going 47 forever.
0: Yeah. I remember, God, I remember Thomas had this... Uh... It was like the Kinetic. I want to say it was Kinetic. It was like Kinetic Safari, if I'm right. It was like a it was like a Vespa clone or something and that thing was like sick. It was like it sat three people. It had pegs for three foot positions like That's it was, it,
1: that's that's the Magnum. like because you had that like that front peg and like the pedals and then the rear pegs. It was like it, it, uh, I mean, it was like somebody looked at a grande and they were like, yeah, like this is cool, but like, we really need like the, the Escalade version of it. Yeah,
0: we really need to be able to take the whole family to the grocery store in this thing.
1: Yeah. But like uh, also just like the build quality was so much better. Like, uh, like the the subframe was superior to a, uh, a stock Vespa subframe, uh, let alone like a kinetic one, like, which I wouldn't, honestly, like I won't run stock subframes on our kinetics or Vespas. Um, there are aftermarket options. Um, and even, but like even welding them up, like, you know, it's kind of a shit show. And like most people who ride Vespas a lot, um, on like Bravos or Grandes have had a subframe break on them uh, while they're riding. And like, it's, it's not fun. Yeah. Like, I'd rather seize.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I broke a Hobbit subway before, so I'm like, I've, I've been there.
1: So, like, where, where, where do Hobbit sometimes like to play? Because on, on Vespa's, they like to either um, crack in half on the left side, or they just like, straight up, like, come off the mount. Mm. Um, and so, like, all of a sudden, like, you think you're going straight, and then you go on a turn, and that's when it cracks is when you're going on a turn, and all of a sudden like you just like you can't keep the bike straight it's super wobbly like you're going 35 and like just like everything just dissipates like immediately yeah. and you don't know what to do
0: it's like that feeling like to, to best describe the feeling for those who've never had it happen to you it feels like you're like you're taking a turn and your rear tire is completely flat so like it kind of like swivels out behind you
1: yeah, yeah, it's very, very similar. Yeah,
0: like that's where mine broke. Mine broke like right, like right in front of the variator, like the rear pulley. So it's just like every time I'd variate, the the variator would pull the that half of the swing arm and the wheel sideways, like out from the bike.
1: <laughs> but yeah, and um, so I guess is there anything that you want to ask me specifically, or like? anything about like moped culture in detroit before we close this out
0: yeah like just like you know kind of how you got into mopeds and like you know what led you to become part of the club like were you like an early founder were you like in it early or were there Um, people that kind of got you in so i was
1: i was like adjacent when the club was founded but i was not one of the founding members um I, uh, I got into it, um, because, uh, my bandmate, uh, one of the founding members of the club, uh, Beth Potts, uh, who is a, uh, a former and current captain. Um, he, uh, he had this carabella, like just taken apart in his living room forever. Um, like, and when I say taken apart, I mean like every single nut and bolt mm-hmm. and he was just like trying to figure out how to put it back together and then like um i helped like a little bit but like not a lot i don't really know how the engines worked at that point you know mm-hmm. um but like i helped him put it uh put like some of like the bigger parts back together um but like i helped him start it um i was Fun starting it with him, and um, like that, that moment that the bike started, and like that look on his face, and like, like it wasn't even my bike, I wasn't yeah. even riding it, and 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 like that, that, that emotion like that spread to me instantly, and it, like I, I was hooked immediately. That's sick.
0: Like I definitely could yeah. see that because like that's that's one of the best feelings about working on mopeds. You get that sense of accomplishment. Of, like, getting something that didn't work to work, and then it runs and it's carrying you. And you're like, cool, Like I did that, like, I got this thing to, to do what it was supposed to do, and like, it's a that's a that's a great feeling,
1: yeah, absolutely. That's but, nice. yeah, I mean, all in all, like, I mean, it's a good scene around here, like, we're healthy, we're we're, we're fucking very tight a lot of us are getting older so we're, we're not traveling as much and it's
0: group, group honestly it's kind of hard
1: to find young blood but like but like we're here and we're doing the thing um and it's it's awesome as it always has been
0: i mean that's definitely one of those things like in the scene like i feel like it's harder it's been getting harder to find new people and and instead of like older clubs finding new people i feel like new people kind of find mopeds themselves and then make their own thing
1: well it kind of like all like rewinds to you Mm -hmm. know 15 years ago where you know it was really to get young blood because you know you could find uh a, a bike in a box that you know needed to be put together you know new bearing seals gaskets, shit like that and like you learn as you put your first new bike together but it wasn't a big deal if you fucked up because you only had 50 bucks in it whereas like nowadays basket cases are going for like five hundred bucks and um and it's it's crazy
0: they get that burn like you feel you feel you feel some type of way about it and like it definitely makes you less enthused if you spend a bunch of money on a moped and then it breaks instantly. And, and, you know, yeah, really
1: whereas, whereas when, you know, you, you got like 50 or a hundred bucks in the bike and like it breaks, you're like, all right, I'm gonna figure out why this happened and I'm going to fix it. And so, I don't know. Uh, I, I endorse like all two wheels enthusiasts, And I just hope that our particular brand of it is not a dying breed. Yeah.
0: What was it like, you know, being, being a captain in your club for so long?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, it, it's fun, you know, um, our, our club culture internally is, um, very equal, um, being a captain was just kind of, uh, you know, like, Hey, you go to a lot of rallies and we we'll spend time on the internet. So like, can you just be the face, like, make sure, make sure that you can be like a good face for the club. Yeah, and um so like it was an it was an absolute honor to be a captain for so long and um it's it's fine not being a captain as well yeah you know um a lot a lot has changed for me but as far as like club culture goes other than the fact that i'm not there every single time for the weekly meetup, like, I mean, the bond is just as direct and my, my voice is just as prominent, you know? Um, I, uh, which is, you know, on, on par with everybody else in the club. Um, like I said, we're, we're very egalitarian. And I mean, some of the people that like people outside of Detroit have seen the least are um, some of the most formative members of our club and our club's culture and and building, just because you know not everybody can travel and take a take a weekend just to go and play mopeds, which is is fine, you know, because uh, when it comes down to it, um, being a part of our club's culture is not necessarily about um, how much image you portray in national scene as much as just, you know, how much of a part of our family you are. Um, and that's what's most important to us. Yeah. Let's say,
0: like, what do you what do you have to say for like some of the newer clubs that are coming up now? And like, I know it's right now, especially you know, MA's uh, applications closed this past week for new clubs applying. So hopefully we get all, some some all, reviews coming.
1: All of y'all, young blood, need to wrench together, and you need to learn together because that's the most formative thing that you can do. Um, also, uh, like fuck around and find out. Like if you don't really understand how porting works, like look at a little bit of stuff online and then just like grab your old stock cylinders and fuck around and find out because, um, some of the the coolest shit that I've done has just been where I just like grab an old cylinder and attack it with a Dremel, <laughs> you know? Uh, like, Um, somebody was in our, our club in the past and no longer is, um, once said that, uh, you know, are you even into mopeds if you're not willing to just like hit something with a Dremel and see what happens? (laughs) Um, and beyond that, just, you know, like being part of the national scene is awesome but like there's no longevity if you're not a family at home and make sure that that is what your focus is before anything else like the best way that we can pervert, preserve our culture and and what we do um, is on a local scale and you know you go to rallies and have some fun and meet some new friends you know Muppet Rallies are great because it's it's this giant giant family reunion of all of these misfits that you only get to see because of this hobby. And it's also, it's like, it, it's like it's punk rock tourism, you know, like it's mm-hmm. the, the best and cheapest way to travel. Like I've, I've seen so much that I wouldn't have been able to, um, if it weren't for mopeds. Um, not so, only cause it got me, got me out my ass and, out of the house but uh also because like as soon as i get there like i know that like i can just like throw up a tent or sleep in my car or in somebody's living room like i mean the the first bandits rally i went to night one i slept in a van with seven other people (laughs) and uh night two um there were like 40 people sleeping in a two bedroom apartment on the floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were like five of us that just didn't sleep in the kitchen, like just staying up all night talking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's unreal. Um, it's an entirely, I, I, I've never experienced anything in, in life uh, like our culture. And so to, to new people, I would just say um, it, it's, it's great. And uh, you know, make sure to focus on home first, and then into do whatever that, dude, you need to do to have fun.
0: Like to add to that, dude, like it's it. It doesn't even necessarily have to be mopeds. You know, hang out, go watch some movies together. You know, have a fucking cookout. Absolutely, like do do things that keep you guys active and you know keep you friends i mean one of the
1: one of the, the, the first like big like club activities that uh we did like before we had weekly meetups and like you know, before we were even officially a, a club was just we would have barbecues and we would just like end up bringing bikes to barbecues mm-hmm and after a while, like, these barbecues ended up being, like, wrench meetups. And then, like, as we got shit going, like, oh, hey, guys, we're going to – I think we're going to go ride all together, you know? Like, just have fun. Yeah.
0: And, like, those it's meetups – you know? Those meetups and those, like, group rides, like, are what – I feel like my city right now, we're, we've been slacking a little bit with our, like, group rides, like, on a regular basis. But having a consistent ride is what – makes the whole thing last, because it makes the club visible, it makes the scene visible, it makes people like, oh, what are those? You know, you see bikes ride, ride by every week, you're like, uh, oh, what's that?
1: Moped Mondays, Moped Mondays.
0: Yeah, it's super necessary. Alliteration,
1: alliteration is your friend, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: and like, and like the but, traveling thing works great with the group, you know, like, like when you only have to come out of pocket $100 to go, you know, 10 hours away and stay in New Orleans, like, when else are you going to get to do that for a hundred bucks?
1: Yeah, dude, I wish new Orleans was that short. Um, the new Orleans rally that I went to, uh, it was a, uh, 17 hour drive. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: it's like 16 for us or something. It's definitely um, a long one, but,
1: <laughs> and like a lot of that is like, you know, you, you, you make your friends and like, after you've been in this community for long enough, like, I, mean, I can go to like most places in the country and, um, find somewhere to stay, you know? Um, even if it's just for like a night or two, uh, I, like it's, it's cool knowing that like I can travel. Um, and it's not like, a. It's, it's not like a like a gimme gimme piggyback sort of thing or whatever um, but it, it's cool knowing that I can travel I can see a friend and I can crash on their couch and like it's I'm not imposing on anybody they're happy to see me yeah. you know it's it's, it, it's a it's a good community like I said punk rock tourism for sure
0: that's a good way um, to end it bro punk rock tourism get out there absolutely. No pads, go see the fucking country brother
1: <laughs> yeah but um with that man i i gotta i gotta call it i yeah. i got stuff to do
0: yeah i feel you do i'm tired got work in the morning
1: <laughs> yeah but um the cheers it was uh it was a really good talk with you and uh thanks for having me on man
0: yeah i appreciate it well thank you for like
1: you know doing it
0: like i'm sure a lot of people are, gonna wanna, are like stoked gonna be stoked to hear from you too like you know if they haven't seen you a little bit like hopefully they'll they'll catch this and be like man like i miss alex <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I, uh, anybody who's out there going, like, I miss Alex, like, I guarantee you, I miss you too.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks again, dude. Like, uh, wrap it up, dude. Like, you know, hopefully, you know, things keep going good with your family. It seems like you're, you're pushing it and heading, you know, heading down the right path, you know, hopefully you get that new spot and all that stuff works out.
1: Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm certainly trying. Sick.
0: All right, cool. all right,
1: we're gonna wrap it up. Well, bro. well, cheers, man. Thank you so much.
0: All right, later, dude. I'll talk to you later.
1: Yep. Bye.
0: And that's uh, another week down, dude. Moped Monday podcast, dude. Alex from the MCR, like that whole scene, like you know, it's a great, it's a great scene up there. Like I, I, I kind of like feel bad because I, I never made it to the Detroit rally. And like, I, like I, I should have was like, you know, when you're like, ah, oh, like I can go to Michigan or I can go to Detroit and it's like, you got to make your choices. Oh, I can go to Ohio this year. or I can go to Detroit. Like I, like they're all going the same way. And I'm like, oh, like I'll see the Midwest people. If I go to this rally, oh, I'll see the Midwest people if I go to that rally. And I'm going to have to definitely put that on my list to get up to Detroit and like hit that one. But yeah, dude, like, thank you guys for listening. Another week of open money podcast. Uh, shout out to any of the clubs that did apply for ma this year and if you did and uh, you know and you want to be on the podcast like do a little thing to you know hype up your club and, like let everyone you know hear it like i'll post it in your review thread and all that stuff and yeah dude like next week don't blow it don't miss out like it's gonna be episode 200 like we're gonna to try to do some cool things i got some stuff planned so you know you want to catch that one and, yeah, dude, fuck your car. Ride a moped. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? <laughs>
1: fuck your car. <laughs> ride a
2: moped. I don't know. Like, touch the fly. Was it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like
0: a fuck, dude. Ooh boy. Walk, <laughs> walk,